They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, 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 It's going down, baby. It's the dopest podcast on earth. It's your boy Bradley Bax, my man Chris Bucky Watts, episode 2020, big year, big deal, big things. Also, <laughs> quarantine day number 22, I believe. Is that what it is for you? Holy mom. No, I think that's like the, the actual count. Oh, it's like the counter? Yeah. Holy mackerel. I, I told my sister, I was like, yo, this is going to be the week people lose it, but we never know, we never know. How's it been? Has it been like, you feel like people are kind of like on edge? Like out here, like stores are getting a little crispy. Really? Yeah. How do you mean? Like uh, people kind of like, mm, everyone's got like masks on and I'm like, I don't have a mask. Yeah, yeah I've been wearing masks out. You got the N95 exclusive. You gotta go wearing them up, man. People, it's getting to be like. I went to a store and a few people were wearing them and it's like okay and then like the next week I went back and I was wearing one like everyone was and the people that weren't wearing masks were like looking around like oh shit am I in trouble? But then it's like, you're gonna be if you get it. Well then there's like stores and shelves is all empty right now and it's like that's crazy. I know I can't find Red Bull but... for the life of me. Red Bull, if you're listening, uh, I could you really use some. I love you. Send me some. <laughs> Speaking of better things to talk about, Chris, let's talk about Empire Strikes Back. 40th anniversary. Yeah. That's what we're talking. Keeping this little anthology thing. Uh, I didn't talk it's to you. Good one. I didn't talk to you about what we got coming up. But Chris, oh. now you can know. Next week we'll be talking Watchmen. <laughs> oh, cool! The show on oh, HBO. I've been meaning to watch this thing, and now that I have the time to do it, I'm doing it. Yeah, now we'll be able to go through all that old stuff we never did. Yeah, and then maybe after that we'll do a, a Splash Trash Man episode of the latest in streaming. Because there's that'd be fun. More movies are coming. From straight to on demand. Oh yeah, stuff's just coming right in, like left and right, new things or moving stuff around. It's it's pretty crazy how fast we're getting, like, or just how quick things can change. Like something like this happens, and all of a sudden, just throws every, this system we're so used to. It's like this happens, then this happens, and now it's just like it's a free for all. <laughs> exactly. But Chris, let's get into some news because some stuff happened this week. In case you didn't know, uh, this story is called Black or White. <laughs> the PS5 controller images have hit the internet and two things have happened people were like oh man the console's gonna be white and then other people were like man where's the black controller mm-hmm. do you think the console's gonna be white at first or do you think it's gonna be black or we gonna what's what's going on here in the in the video game I mean, world this controller looks crazy i mean if you have a chance go ahead and just google throw on the old google machine this controller it looks like it looks like a playstation controller but like if a playstation controller and a white Xbox controller, like, fused. It's all white with, like, some black on the bottom. The buttons are black and the top triggers. And, like, I don't know. I get why people, when I was looking through all this stuff, I was like, I get why people would be a little confused. Like, the original PlayStation had the gray. And then all of a sudden, from two on, it was, like, black, black, black. And now, since this one comes out white, I think the console itself will be black with white accents and the blue, like, the blue neon lights. Mm-hmm. 
And then the controller will be like an extension of that because it's white with black. So I think they're going to do like an inverse kind of thing. Interesting. Um, but then I also saw somebody online that like mocked it up so it was all black and it looks dope as all black. So I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to be distinctive and different and give this one its own kind of flair. Maybe they'll come out with both. I thought it was interesting to go white. Yeah, Tossel, it could be like you get to choose or something like that. It could be kind of cool. But this is just them teasing out. They're trying to build a bunch of hype for this right. thing and... I don't even know when the PS5 is supposed to drop, to be honest. It's probably not the good year to have it drop. I mean, unless it was right now so everybody could buy it and stay at home and play. Yeah. Let, let everyone get it for free and then pay them later. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holiday 2020. There you go. Uh, speaking of backflashes, I don't even know if that made sense, but it sounded cool, right? Backflashes it is. Uh, if you didn't know, Ezra Miller, who played The Flash in what's been noted as the worst Justice League movie ever the only justice league movie ever yeah but he's apparently facing some social media backlash after a video surfaced online in which he appears to be choking a woman known for their roles about fantastic beasts but he was trending on twitter and everyone was like yo why is this dude trending on twitter again this time it wasn't for his makeup and clothes it was him choking out a woman in the snow wearing uh, sandals flip-flops it's pretty, I don't know, man. I feel, I watched this video again, worth a Google. <laughs> and it seems like it's, it, to me, it seems like it's staged because like they're talking and having fun. And then, and then he like goes into like grab her, but she's still like smiling and laughing. But then all of a sudden he like takes her to the ground and you're like, whoa, did he just like oversell whatever he was, the joke he was trying to do or uh, like who knows what it was right now. But the way she's reacting, it doesn't seem like it's like a bad situation unless he had some sort of psychotic break in that very moment. But I don't know. It's weird. I guess I hopefully more stuff will come about this or there'll be a response. Like I was looking through comments and stuff and it feels like there's pretty mixed reaction. Like mo- half the people seem to be like, this looks staged and fake. And half people are like, doesn't matter if it's fake. It's never okay to do this, this, this. It's like, well, we don't really know the situation. Like we don't even know what this fucking thing is. So it's just a weird kind of like this strange out of context surprise. It's not like it's like a security camera behind a club and he's like, bitch and like putting somebody down it's like in some sort of like warehouse and, it's, and they're well, like I guess laughing it's, and joking I guess it's and then he does it outside of a bar in iceland where oh shit well then yeah it probably is yeah and i guess there's been like you said talks back and forth and like some people are saying the woman was pregnant the the kicker here though is that he hasn't said anything yet and like nothing's yeah, coming it's, it's not like you come up like hey guys like there's no like, pr this whole story yeah there's no pr person like uh yeah no it was just a joke or like yeah, we're checking Ezra into fucking Betty Ford like everybody else, or what? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's, it's just TMZ doesn't even have the scoop unless they have, and I just haven't checked it out in the last ten hours. So maybe there is uh, a statement, but I didn't see one. Interesting. Yeah, I just said there's gonna be something more to come out about this. It just seems strange. While we're on the topic, though, we're supposed to be getting a, still like a cyborg in a Flash movie, right? Or no? Maybe not after this, but for a new flash, yeah, I don't know that this is gonna. That, that's where my mind went. Obviously, like it goes, of course, like I hope everybody's okay in the situation and that stuff. But then also, I was like, oh shit, aren't they trying to like finally get the go ahead on that Flashpoint movie? <laughs> so this is really gonna shake shit up, right? And then like Grant Morrison was supposed to like write it, right? Or he was mm-hmm. anyway rumored to involved yeah. is like a whatever, yeah. Well, speaking of other backlashes, we got some new Tiger blood. In the water. New Tiger King episode, baby. Yeah. A bonus episode from the docuseries Cultural Sensation is set at Netflix next week. According to a zoo owner, Jeff Lowe. Now, this guy's a fucking camera. He'll 
do anything from the camera. Dude, I know. This guy's a freaking crooked as they come, man. Like, this is what's even oh. weirder for me. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers player Justin Turner posted a video of Lowe and his wife Lauren sharing the news, but it's unclear if the episode will pick up where the last episode left off or it'll be some something of a reunion. What would you like to see, Chris? You want to see you keep, keep going? Like, what else happened? Or, I mean, what else? Until something else does happen, there's not much to tell. I mean, I'm surprised they're doing this Jeff Lowe thing, but... I don't know until like he gets there's an acquittal or I guess they reopen the case into Carol's missing husband. So we'll see what that does. Yeah, but, she's also. A, I mean, this, this just feels like they had extra footage or something or like a different side of the story they wanted to push out. I don't know. Or Jeff Lowe trying to like stay in the limelight. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, this is hey, look, everything's good. I'm doing good. I'm not the bad guy. It's like you're the bad guy. <laughs> they're, they're all bad people. Um, You're uh, yeah, everyone here is bad, but you're definitely bad. Well, for all you cats and kittens out there, uh, Carol will not be <laughs> In the episode, she has said that she's not going to be involved. But Investigation Discovery has plans to release their own docuseries of the subject. Currently incarcerated Tiger King star Joe Exotic. Ooh. Getting a little spinoff on a different network. We're reopening the books. <laughs> What's the uh, bar? Crack it over the books bar rescue yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. We crack over the books and try and figure out what's going on. I mean, this is obviously capitalizing heavy on this thing that's taken over everything with tiger king right. and i mean if they have extra footage or they have ways to partner people and get new stuff like they're absolutely going to go and be like oh shit this is huge we can't miss out on whatever we happen to have this is one of those things i feel like got lucky with the timing of everything because right the show absolutely the show itself just unfolds and unfolds and unfolds and you're like the guy was investigating snakes <laughs> right I, I really spiraled i mean this is the thing that spiraled out of control for that guy he was looking at the snakes and all of a sudden he uncovered this thing and then Quarantine happens, everybody's got to watch something, boom, run headfirst right into it. I'm curious how much people will stay interested in it. I don't feel like it, they will. Like, here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> kind of like making of a murderer. Yeah, Did people know. even it's watch? Like, there was like a second season, right? Right, it was such a big deal, and then it was like, okay, cool, that's over. Yeah, unless there's like new developments or something new, it's not fresh anymore, so they'll just like move right on. It's why you see like certain podcasts and stuff like serial, like they pick up a different story the second season and follow a different season because that first one's only so much you can tell before you're just right, getting right, redundant. Right, right. Speaking of Netflix, Chris, there's a new trailer with your boy, Chris Hemsworth, new action star, huh? For extraction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the trailer for this today. Actually. Now I, I was watching the trailer not that long ago and I was like, why hasn't he done any like badass action stuff? Like some, he could be like the new Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger type of character. Sure, kind of is in this one. There's a role. There's a role for that kind of stuff, you know. Or there's there's space, I think, for an action hero. Yeah, I mean, who really is an action hero right now? Tom Cruise. I mean, Vin Vin Diesel's just doing shitty movies as an action hero. He's doing Bloodshot and whatever else was before Bloodshot and The Last Witch or whatever. But not to say this movie. This movie could be bad too. Like I mean, it's just because it's got the Russo brothers producing Which it, the, and it looks the trailer looks pretty. I don't know if that. No, means that's that this what's is funny. Good. I, I'll say this: uh, whenever I see the Russo brothers producing something, at first I immediately think like, "Oh, well, they did that." These movies, obviously, the Marvel stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, the, yeah." They also did freaking twenty. Well, another Bridges. another Marvel main actor, right? And that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, and that movie yeah. sucked. So this could be another same batch of that. So. When you produce something, though, you're not really involved. You're just paying for everything, right? Yeah, you're you're just paying for it. And that's why, I mean, you're paying for it, but also maybe you do have some oversight. Like, you don't really know. They could be very involved. They could be not very involved. The fact that Hemsworth in it makes me think that at least they're partially involved. Or maybe did one of them write it? I think I think they're producing it, but one of the brothers wrote this mm, movie. That could be. 
it looks basically like you know man on fire just with yeah. chris hemsworth and and a and a, an indian or pakistani kid or something like that trying to trying to survive a really shitty day. So, um, but it, I don't know as I was watching other than the first scene where he jumps off like a 200,000 foot cliff. Um, the rest of it looked pretty action packed and kind of a realistic style. Like there's a part in the trailer where he like throws the kid from a roof to another roof and then he jumps and I was kind of like, it's not that far of a jump. And I was like, well, that's probably realistic. Like you wouldn't, he can't No, no human can jump right. like a 30 foot gap. It was like 10, it was like eight feet and he did it. And it was like, Oh cool. That seems real. So we'll see. Definitely have to wait and see, but, Speaking of Marvel powerhouse, let's talk a little bit about Quentin Tarantino's Power Man. Who would have thought, right? Oh, this is interesting. I had no idea this So apparently existed. Tarantino was on a podcast and he, and he revealed that he was interested in creating a film adaptation of Marvel's Luke Cage. Tarantino was heavily influenced uh, by black exploitation films <laughs> and thought it would be fun to direct a feature based on uh, the contract hero in Harlem during the 1970s. Yet an argument with his comic geek friends ended up turning Tarantino off from the idea. And get this. This is what happened. He was like, yo, Lawrence Fishburne should be Power Man, Luke Cage. And his friends are like, his friends laughed him yeah, off. Yeah. And they're like, what? Nah, man. He, he, why would you want him? He's not even ripped. Like, you got to get Wesley Snipes because Wesley Snipes is yacked. And he was, oh, like, course, he was like, nah, fuck course. you guys. You ruined it. Something along that extent is what he said. But you I would still... It. I wouldn't mind Tarantino taking a stab at that now in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, I think he took a, uh, yeah, because I know black exploitation, like how he like took that idea and he kind of changed it around. Like you mm-hmm. see that in Django, right? Like you can see where that old style is, but then how it's meshed with the new way and things. And, I wouldn't even, I mean, which I, which I love. So my favorite, but I think that, I think he could just do a great job of bringing that kind of character to life. And you, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm spoiled by Mike Coulter. He did. Who he just did. crushed it on Netflix. So, because he was perfect, he was like he was like super articulate and compassionate and empathetic, but also at the same time he was like tough looking. So he's like a good mix of what what uh, what Luke Cage is. I throw his hat, uh, his name in a hat for for Luke Cage to do a. It doesn't have to be a 1970s film, but but he doesn't really do that. <laughs> what was the last current? What was the last current yeah, right. movie he did? Pulp Fiction. I guess that one was technically current, but I think that was even. Yeah, that seems about right. Or right, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, kind of, but Kill Bill's in a Kill weird Bill. like oh yeah, it's nexus like a, where it's, it's sort of like the seventies, but also it's also it's like a now. movie within a movie. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it would be cool to see that happen if that's a passion project, or if it just happened that it was. You know, certain things they're passionate at one point, and then they end up getting you know they blow right matter. by. Anyway, speaking of Di- speaking of Marvel <laughs> and Disney properties, let's talk about this reschedule. This has been kind of the talk of the. Attack of the Tinsel Town, as they basically pushed everything back. But we also got a little, everything we got a little peek crazy. behind the curtain of some stuff that was not even mentioned yet. So, Free Guys being pushed back. That's that movie. It's basically Grand Theft Auto with Ryan Reynolds as a generic mm-hmm. character. Uh, that's coming out now in December eleventh. Yep. Now this is a weird one that was thrown in the mix. This are, I guess these are kind of left over from Fox, right? Are they still under that umbrella? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Bob's Burgers is getting a, uh, a feature film. I know. I saw that. I was so excited for it. And then obviously it got pushed. It's not like it's not going to come out now, but it was such a surprise. I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan. Um, I think it's such a great show. Even from like the first episode on, you can just like watch it, watch it, watch it. It's one of those. And I was so excited they're getting a movie. And then I was like, oh, snap. Are they not getting it? Like, are they going to just can right. it or like send it direct to something? But no, that's just got to push yeah, back. Yeah, push back to April 2021. Mulan only getting lightly pushed back to the 24th. Yeah, just a little, just a little shove. So hopefully we'll be out and about 
been ready for that. Although, uh, another thing I didn't really mention, but AMC is talking about not opening up some of these theaters. Uh, really? Yeah, they're losing a lot of money. They're bleeding. Uh, Jungle Cruise got pushed a whole another year, so we get to watch The Rock promote this whole movie again for another year. Wow. I don't know how we feel about that. Yeah, that's was my big thing I was talking about. Like, like we'll, we'll roll through all these, but I couldn't help thinking with, like, Free Guy, how we were there and saw that whole thing at, like, New York Comic Con. Like, if things get pushed back far enough for, like, cons and stuff, are they just going to, like, re-promote it all over again? Probably. I mean, you have to because you got to keep the buzz, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, cool. We had that. Remember, you were so excited. Let's build it all up again. It's, like, double whammy for advertising. Yeah, because people forget. And then, yeah, yep. that just means the budget's going to go up on these movies and they're not going to make the dough back. Not that anyone was expecting Indiana Jones to actually get made, but it's got another date pushed back all the way to July 29th of 2022. Jeez, okay, so now they're really moving things. Yeah. Things are moving. Marvel is is all kinds of messed up now, apparently, which I don't think it is, but some people are saying it is. Really? Just because the way it's all going to like even out? Well, there's talks of like this Disney show's not lining up now and blah, 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 but apparently... There's some stuff from Black Widow that was supposed to tie in maybe to Falcon Winter Soldier. But now that that movie's being pushed back, it's like, I get, I, but no one knows that. So I think it's just, it might just be rumors. But there there was an article that I read that was like, now the TV stuff's not going to line up. So once again, we're stuck with all these TV shows that don't mean anything to the movies. And I was like, whoa, take it easy. Yeah, take I, it easy. It's still content. You can watch it whenever you want. Quit losing your marbles. Yeah, but a lot of these movies got pushed back to other dates that were for other movies. Eternals got pushed back to February 12th, which I believe was Shang-Chi, right? Yep, that's right. And then Shang-Chi got pushed back to May 7th, 2021. And then the multiverse got pushed back to November 5th, 2021. But we're still getting this show, WandaVision show, December 2020. That feels right. I mean, it's hard to keep this all in line. You know, like I said earlier, you've got like all these dates for these shows that you kind of get in your mind. You're like, okay, cool. I can look forward to that and this and this and this and that. It's going to lie. I mean, especially when you have to try to like feed things into other things. And now it's just like, oh shit, scatter the pieces, move everything back, like try and get our money back later. Yeah. I, well, they might, maybe, are they done with this? I don't know. 2020 is still the date, I guess, on that for now. But Thor 4, February 18th, 2022. Yikes. It's a long way away. And then Black pushing, Panther. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Black Panther obviously got pushed back as well. Yo, the Oscars, these like go from all the movies we had last year, the Oscars this year is gonna be like nothing. No film, no films. No, I know. That see it's it's stuff like that that I don't think about. I'm like, oh, so do they just do the only films they have, or do they just cancel and move it? Like, because or do they extend the window? Like, oh, if your film's released here, then we'll review it and then like it's eligible for an award even if it even hasn't been released yet because then it starts like then you're eating into other shit so it's like i don't know what they're gonna do for award shows and and like not only just promotions like i said earlier but like that's crazy stuff when you start thinking about how much work goes into playing that whole schedule and now it's like uh-oh right well that's yeah that's that's a great point because all there's got to be a reason why these movies are just like nah fuck it we're just gonna push it all the way back for another year Right. Yeah, like, like eh, forget what, about it. We'll just do this. What's the like? What's the reason for the full year not like pushing it back a couple months? There's like, I, I guess. guess it's competition and stuff too. But yeah, competition or like then you. There's probably also like a, a you know not only the market research for when a movie should come out, but also like slotting movies when they should come out. Like okay, well we're gonna make sure there, there's there's definitely like a way to work it in so your films aren't like backing up against things that are similar or 
you know, it's a it's a whole dance for where you get your slot and how you pick your slot. And so I'm sure they're just saying, screw it. We're just going to clear out all this dumb stuff and we'll just start fresh next year. Yeah. But I'm wondering what that's going to do for and then it comes back to the awards. Yeah. What's going to how's that going to happen? What What's next? But Chris, let's talk about some classics. Let's talk about some classics. Today we're talking all about Empire Strikes Back, the 40th anniversary. This movie came out way back, way, way back in 1980. The second installment of Star Wars. Currently, probably, arguably the best one. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I... It's my favorite. I think it's critically considered one of the best. And from fans, it's always a favorite. Um, people have their, like, I don't know. It's, it's There are other films in, the, in the, all the Star Wars where people are like, ooh, I really enjoy that one. But I would go to, to bat to say that Empire Strikes Back is absolutely the, the finest of the, the nine films. Well, Chris, it is a 94% certified fresh. Not too shabby. And it has a current score of 97 from the audience. I don't know. There was so much new stuff in this. Mm-hmm. There was enough new stuff. And the bad yeah. guy was back. And the story just kind of exploded wide open. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, it, yeah, it just the first one was made in such a way and on a low budget. And then it did so well. This one got its legs. And it really went from being this like little kind of space adventure to like this whole big giant universe. And it built on things. It had surprises and new characters and designs. And it had a, an ending that people were not used to at that time, which was, what the fuck? that's not an ending like a cliffhanger to lead you into a third movie like most movies at that time whether it was a trilogy or not like they didn't end in a cliffhanger they ended and then the next one would pick up from that like indiana jones had a different story or whatever this one was like oh no like they escaped but they're losing and they're not doing very well and he's lost a goddamn hand and uh but that, that you'll catch it and you'll catch it next year you'll catch it in two years when we release the third one people are like are you kidding me so i mean it just had so much to it yeah back in the day like sequels like that didn't just come out next year like they still had to make the movie oh you're like oh cool cool we'll just yeah we'll, we'll go we'll go and we'll make another one with that same character that you like instead it's like oh my god i have to know what happens <laughs> plus people I mean plus people are going to movie theaters like 15 20 25 times seeing the same movie over and over so you know just, I mean Star Wars itself caught them and then Empire Strikes Back was like hello so yeah. such a big deal such a such a big film too they didn't wait have to wait too much longer but they did wait three years until Return of the Jedi came out and boy yeah, three was, years is a while I know it's, it's it's a certified fresh but Return of the Jedi I feel like maybe at that time it was super dope but like when I watch it now I'm like mm, this movie could be better it's got some it's got some misses. I think that the first two were so strong leading into it that there were a couple things that were felt a little bit, you know, people go back and forth. Like the Ewoks are cute and likable. But at the end of the day, like there's always a straw opinion about them and their the kid friendly appeal to them. Not to say that Star Wars movies need to be dark and gritty, but like it just felt out of place. And then, you know, there it was just I mean, there's a lot of parts of that movie that are excellent. The battle at the end is excellent. Mm-hmm. The whole Luke, the whole fight, Vader and Palpatine, that's all great. Um, the Jabba Palace and the Rancor, very like, you can you know that in your head. Like, I remember that. But it took a jump with him becoming a Jedi Master and being a little different. And I think that people just were, I think if you look back and watch that movie now, you're like, yeah, it's not quite where it was coming off of, as I'm just coming off of um, of Empire. But, you know, that's the risk you run when you make great movies in trilogies or quadrilogies or whatever it is that you're going to make a really good one. And then the ones after that are going to falter and not be as good. Like great examples, Alien. Aliens is a, the best movie in that whole, however goddamn many movies there are. 
and everyone after it is pretty much trash. I mean, there's some good, like, oh, that's a cool, but at the end of the day, they never lived back up to that. That's another story, another time. We'll talk about that later. Another story, another time. <laughs> this movie was also not directed by George Lucas. So he did the first one, right? Uh, Yes, he did. He directed the first one. And then I don't think he directed Empire Strikes Back. No, he didn't. He hired a f- former professor and veteran independent mil- filmmaker, Irvin Kirshner. Kirshner. Yeah. This budget was uh, $33 million, but it made $547.9 million at the box office. Call it a crush. Yeah, splash. I mean, these movies were going to crush. They just dominated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's been 40 years since Empire Strikes Back. There's so many iconic things that came out of that movie. Just looking around at my like Star Wars shelf right now, like there are things that they were, you know, they maybe hinted at it or set us up for something cool in, in New Hope. And then they just delivered this whole thing like when, and they took us different places. The first one, you're on Tatooine, so you're in a desert landscape. And then basically you're just in space and on the Death Star and you have a little meeting on Forest Planet. Right. And this one, you're like. You're in, you're in, you're on Bespin and you're at the cloud city with the cool orange little double ship thing. And then you're in an asteroid field with a munchy worm. And then you're on, you're, it's just, it kind of bounced around a little more. I feel like, and Luke's got to go meet Yoda. And so I don't know, not to say that there's probably, if you actually wrote it out the, and Hoth in the beginning, it just really took us to places. The first one was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm into this universe. And the second one was like, Oh my God, a snow planet, a cloud planet, a, fo- a jungle planet. Oh, mama mia. <laughs> uh, which is great. I think that's really strong. And what makes it out? Plus you get cool things like the adats appear. And that's like something that is recognizable to people that don't even know star Wars that well. You could show one of those and they're like, Oh yeah, that's that thing from star Wars. And you're like, yeah, it's an adat. Right. And so I think that there's just so many moments and so many things that came out of there. You can see Boba Fett ship for the first time. You can see really Boba Fett for the first time actually. Yeah. So like, well, he, his huge first, well, technically his first in live action, I guess. Right. Cause his first appearance was that Christmas special. Yeah. And he's like, or kind of, and he's like riding on the back of that thing. He sucks. <laughs> Because that whole thing sucks. Yeah. Uh, Chris, did you know that there was a radio play adaptation of The Empire Strikes Back? I didn't. Is yeah, it, it was written I by... I had no idea. Is it any good? I have no idea either, but it was written by Brian Daly, and it was produced for and broadcast on the National Public Radio Network during 1983. It was based on the character's situations uh, and the screenplay. Um, Pretty cool. Its director was John Madden. Not to be... <laughs> Not to be confused with John Madden. John, John Madden. And boom. Wow. Boom. Got your lightsaber. Boom. Oh, boy. He's gonna Luke's going over here. I don't know man. who's going over where. I'm all kinds of messed up. Boom. Down here. He tries to get him down in the hole. Boom. Can't get him there. Uh, Mark Hamill, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels reprise their roles for Luke Skywalker, Lando Carizian, and C-3PO. Uh, and John Lithgow voicing Yoda. That's a weird. That can't be right. John Lithgow? Oh, in the in the teleplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. <laughs> I was like, what? That's interesting. Yeah, it was uh, designed to last for five hours of radio time. Wow. I mean, you know, radio, they got to get those commercials in there for like, buy Adam and Soap or whatever they fucking sing about. Well, it wasn't 1950s, it was 1983. <laughs> I mean, but still, they were still like, buy Maytag or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can listen to this SOB on YouTube. Oh, really? Well, it's got about... Yeah, you they, can. They say almost a million people tuned in to listen. Three hours and 34 minutes. Wow. The Empire Strikes Back. And so, your highness, gentlemen... What a strange thing to do. I, I'm saying this because I, obviously I didn't know this thing existed, but the fact that they 
said, that's a cool movie. You know what we should do? We should put it on the radio. <laughs> and then they did it with different actors and different voices. They're like, well, recast it. And so you clearly don't know who the hell's talking because it doesn't sound like people you know. And people are going to love it. <laughs> we got John Lithgow to do fucking Yoda. Yeah, quite a quite a little treat this was for people who, I guess, didn't know TVs or movies had been invented. They must have been like, I'm all out. What is this witchcraft? And then someone's like, oh, it's a movie. And they're like, oh, what? <laughs> It's unbelievable. Well, if you haven't listened to it, definitely give it a listen. It's clearly on YouTube. There's a Return of the Jedi one, too. Two and a half hours long. Wow. The whole trilogy. Wow. Wow. Uh, Among the cool things they are doing for the 40th anniversary of the movie, I'm sure there was going to be some cool Disneyland stuff. Although there might not have been because they tend to focus on more of the new stuff. I don't know. I think they would have pushed some stuff at us. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but that's still closed. But merchandise is still <laughs> uh, flooding the market. It just may take you a while to get. There's a bunch of cool stuff from... Black Series? The Black Series, yeah. got a- Yeah, the Black Series is a great series they do for a lot of, like, whenever there's anniversaries or, like, Hasbro comes out and does them every year for, like, May 4th or May 4th. And um, But the Black Series is basically they take the old style that, you know, the old classic action figure packaging and look, and then they put highly detailed articulate figures in there. Um, which is really, really, I've always been a big fan of that because I think it's cool to take that old classic style and then give you something updated inside of it. So it's not like this old, like haunted mannequin looking figure. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a really cool way to kind of get that out there and let people not who couldn't collect an original action figure, get something that looks like it's got that retro classic feel. Plus they really release some really dope stuff sometimes. Like they did, uh, you know, like, uh, like they have a Boba Fett helmet this year and it looks Super, super cool. Like it's about super highly detailed, way better than the one I had when I was a kid. Or there's a snow speeder that has a figure that goes inside of it. So if you've got space in your house, I highly recommend the Black Series. Uh, they They're also not too got bad. Twenty dollars a figure, thirty dollars for bigger packs. Yeah, you know, they got go nuts. I think the coolest one for me is the uh, the Black Series six inch Boba Fett carbonized. Yeah, yeah, carbonized kind of gives it almost like metallic look. Yeah, yeah. And then they also have, if you can get your hands on it, the Black Series Dark Revan Force. FX Elite lightsaber. That's two fifty. I mean, those FX or those uh, FX ones are always. You know, those are great sabers and great real effects and stuff. Um, Still and got a Kylo one Ren like one a, around here. Somewhere. A classic character. You know, you get a classic from the canon. Basically, Re- Revan was like a Knights of the Old Republic uh, Sith Lord, and he's got a dope helmet, and he's very popular and very famous. The interesting piece, though, in this series is definitely the Imperial probe droid. Like yeah, a, very a, detailed. Is that a fan favorite? Yeah, probe droids. I think are. I mean, they they were. It was such an interesting little thing at the beginning of the movie on Hoth when that one yeah. pops up. I mean, it's how the movie starts is them firing a probe droid. But he's got all those little gizmos on him, and it looks like this floating octopus that it's designed based on. And um, I and then you see them all over the place. I mean, they're main targets in the video games, and they're in Clone Wars, kind of. And they're they're a lot in Rebels and uh, the Fallen Order. Like a probe droid is like a very predominant creature i mean i guess it would be a droid uh a hunter droid kind of thing so yeah i think i think that it's duly and they look cool man like i said like that octopus-esque design they look a little bit spooky like they could get you yeah of course they got yoda with a snake he's got that coral snake around him yeah and all the classic characters you can buy them in all the waves wave 27 and 28 for about 105 bucks and then of course then of course but that's like five figures so you're set 
But True. then of course we got Funko Pops. Can't can't miss with them. They yeah, got we're a big bunch of Funko cool people stuff. here. So they got they yeah, I think there's a there's a cool set. I like when a new line comes out as an anniversary line because Sometimes, I mean, like Batman's 80th anniversary, you get a really a new box style, which is great. But for these ones, you'll get a cool sticker 40th anniversary on the front, which is great. I think that they did a good job of picking things if you just Google what this list is. But basically, you're looking at like what's what's on there. You got a Han Solo. Uh, There's yeah, there's Han Solo. There's also uh, Darth Vader in the pod. Which is my my favorite one. It's like when he gets interrupted in his little thing, it takes his helmet on and off. You know, his his little cherry sits in. Uh, it's that with it with the two ends of the capsule open, so you can see him sitting inside with his like scary fucked up face. Yeah. Uh, so that, also that's, that's cool. Han... It'd be cool if that one. It'd be super cool if that one turned. Like if you could grab the base and the top, and if you turned it, it would lower down onto him. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Like like I think that some interactive pops like that could be fun. Uh, for all you custom pop makers, there you go. Take that, make it happen. Yeah. Make uh, it a thing. There's also Han and uh, Carbon. Yeah, Han and Carbonite's really cool. I like, I like that. I Man, I'm really a big fan too of Funko Pops that are that change the shape of things. Right. And that one definitely changed the shape because instead of getting this like figure looking with the big round head, you basically just get like a rectangle with Han pressed into it. Yeah. Which is still shit looks, like that. It still looks pretty dope too. So, lots yeah. of cool stuff to celebrate. The Han and Princess Leia, you get their moment before he's frozen in Carbonite. You get a Luke with Yoda on his back, and then you just get a Princess Leia looking fly. Looking fly. Lots of cool stuff coming for the 40th anniversary. Better get your hands on it. Get your pre-orders in now. What was your favorite moment of, of the movie? You know, as a kid, you know, here's the thing. I sometimes wish I, I've had a time machine, and I had multiple chances to use it obviously because i wouldn't like waste my one shot but i think with a time machine it'd be cool to go back and go to the premiere of empire strikes back knowing about vader being luke's father spoiler alert by the way sorry if you haven't seen it it's been four Son years, of a so bitch. Fuck um but i think it'd be so cool to go back and not even watch that part of the movie just freaking watch the audience like turn around and just stare at everybody and just see their faces as their minds like start to bleed because that that was some that was some crazy shit back then yeah, the other thing that's also crazy in this too is you see Leia kiss Luke again. Yeah, they got that little thing he, because you know the whole brother sister thing. Yeah, but then like after he gets kissed, he kind of just like throws his arm behind his head, like he's like, "Yeah, I'm the man." He's like, "Right now, well, he didn't know either, you know, a little in- yeah. in- incest ain't bad if you don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whoa, whoa, wow, wow! If you don't know, it ain't wrong until hey. you find <laughs> out. Then it's double wrong." Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I say that because that's obviously such a, an amazing part of that, that movie where he's, you know, that's such a flip and a twist and a turn when you find out he's, you're, you're like, how could you be his dad? But then at the same time, I'm like, there's so many other cool parts. One of my, my favorite part now when I watch the movie is how easy Vader is toying with Luke when they're having that fight because they have their lightsaber duel and he set him up to be trapped in Carnage. It didn't work, but it's this whole thing where like, Vader doesn't use two hands with his lightsaber and because he doesn't need to. So he's just fighting Luke off, basically just glancing his blows and Luke's really giving it his all thinking he's going to be able to take this dude down. And then Vader starts throwing some stuff at him just to fuck with him. He throws him out a window and it's like this, it's this scene where I think that as I got older, I realized that's really cool because it shows just how powerful he is. It's something we got to see again in Rogue One when they, that scene at the end of the movie where Vader just mercs all those dudes. Yeah. Where you sort of say, that's oh shit, scene. like, 
he's scary. Like this is a scary guy. And there's a reason that when you watch like the show rebels that he is feared because a lot of times in my personal opinion, I see Vader as like Frankenstein's monster. Like he just kind of rumbles around as this big dude. He's not very quick. He's not like a Darth Maul who can dance around and shit. He's just this big lumbering oaf that happens to be, you know, super powerful with the force. But I think in that moment, I, I respected the fact that he's, he's scary and he's good. Like he doesn't even have to really engage. It's not until Return of the Jedi when Luke's better and more uh, and more of a Jedi that Vader has to, you know, actually put some effort into it. And then he gets his fucking hand cut off. So, uh, that, that growing up as a kid though, I, you gotta love those ad ats and that damn, those damn tauntauns and, and being, yeah, and they climb inside. Oh, they smells worse on the outside. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, they smell worse love, on the inside. I gotta say my favorite part is definitely the beginning because it's just like a whole new snow planet that probably no one expected coming. Um, yep. but it's just a, that, you know, scene where he gets smacked out by the Yeti. And then fun fact about that. Do we all know why that scene is in there? Tell us why, Chris. Because Mark Hamill in 1977. Oh, you got in a car that accident, sounds right? right? Was in a car accident, a very bad car accident. And he had to have when did a new hope actually come out? 77. 77. So that same year. Yeah, he was in a terrible car accident and he fucked up his face really, really bad to the point where he actually had to have reconstructive surgery on his face. Uh, and so in the movie, if you watch that one, you can tell he has these crazy scars. It's almost like shaling looking kind of skin on one side of his face. Um, and that whether or not that scene with the Wampa was in there, uh, before like him getting taken and needing to be found, like whatever they made sure that the Wampa knocked the shit out of his face and he had all those scar blood and shit so mm. that the rest of the movie, the scars on his face would be like, Oh, he got that because the Wampa cut him instead of all of a sudden everybody being like, the fuck happened to Luke's face? Did he run into a fryer? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so th- there's a cool little, a, a cool little, little thing tidbit. for you. If you didn't know that's a, that's a great way to, to write up scene into a movie or at least make sure that the way it's directed that you can cover up somebody's issue that they have. <laughs> Fair Which enough. Is his face getting ripped off in a car accident. Well, if you didn't know, now you know, and you heard it here first on the dopest show. This, 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 this the dope on show. Earth. Next week we'll be talking. Oh yeah, Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've read the entire show, all the scripts. Uh, also, but I've not watched it, so I will sit down this week and, and I will power watch it. If you don't have HBO now the app you can actually streaming everything for free right now i think you do have to sign up the like premium stuff so that might be one of them i don't know uh but everything's free on hbo right now uh, so, so if you haven't signed up go ahead and sign up for you boom you know what i mean boom i get it <laughs> and boom <laughs> channeling john madden boom tonight. carbonite boom get him out of here <laughs> boom best friend Ah, man, this has been the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. If you haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies, you're missing out. That's going to do it for this episode 123 of G-Splash. We'll be back next week. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, my man, Chris Bucky Watts. We out of here, baby. Peace. The dopest podcast on earth.